my Dr. Sears. I'm not sure what to do about my daughter's Hey, Dr. Sears. When I opened my baby's diaper, what came out really Hi, Dr. Sears. My kids refuse to eat fruits and vegetables. What do I do? I've been more terrible things the last couple of days. Can I get your advice, Dr. Sears? All right, welcome into the Dr. Sears Family Podcast. I love that song. Dude, yeah. dude, it just really gets me in a good... It gets good, in uh, my head and I kind of like hum it all day. Yes, yes. And um, welcome. We are here to celebrate the many joyful moments of parenting and hopefully help you through those moments that aren't quite so joyful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Dr. Jim Sears, along with certified health coach and my sister, Hayden Sears. How Hello, you doing? everyone. All right. And across the room is our little brother, sound man, Matthew. What's How up? How are you? A father of one... Four-year-old Jedi Knight. Did he? Did how'd you sleep last night? Oh, fine. It was a normal night. I know yeah. a couple episodes ago he, he woke up at I think four o'clock in the morning. It was yeah, just yeah, one yeah. of those days. But no, normal yeah, night. Yeah. Cool. Good. You know, fine. back that back to that our intro song, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm I'm very good at voiceovers, and I did all the voices. You did not. You did not. No, no, I didn't. All right. So don't forget to find us on Instagram and Facebook, Doctor Sears Family Podcast, and on the internets. AskDrSears.com slash podcast. If you're listening, that means you probably like the show or you're a troll. Um, but please <laughs> tell friends and family, share it, give it a rating. And um, and when you give a rating, make sure you're giving it to the right podcast. We got a rating last week <laughs> from know. somebody that, that obviously was not. They were they're trying to post that comment on a, on different, a different podcast. podcast and they go, and it wasn't a, a five. It wasn't right, a five. So, so it brought down our rating. Anyways, which, I right. did report that comment, by the way. So hopefully it will kick off. Yeah, yeah. We take this seriously, All right. guys. Well, our guest got here early, so we. I'm so which I'm happy because so normally happy. we we do our thing and talk about it, but our guest got here. So let me introduce her. A lot of you listening probably already know who Catherine Lee is, um, and but let me read her bio uh, for those that you did, don't know who. The great Catherine Lee. First off, she was on Oprah. <laughs> yes. So, and I was thinking, is this our first guest that that we share with Oprah? But I, I believe so. Dr. Bill. Oh yeah, yeah. Was that's, on been Oprah on. that's been on Oprah as well. Okay. So, never mind. But Catherine Lee has been on Oprah. But uh, Catherine Lee is a business strategist and social justice advocate. She is the creator of the faith-based personal development system, The Ultimate Source, and founder of the nonprofit Pure Hope Foundation. Catherine is the author of Interrupted, The Joy and Mastery of a God-Directed Life, and has guided thousands to discover the unique design for their own lives. I'm one of those thousands, mm, I Me too. <laughs> me too. And uh, you may recognize Catherine from one of her appearance on the Oprah Winfrey Show. Yeah, Catherine says her most important and fulfilling role in life is being the wife to her fantastic husband, Michael, who was one of my golf partners nice. back when he lived, when we were neighbors, and mother to their three fabulous children, Corin, Logan, and Hannah. Welcome, Catherine Lee! Welcome, Yay! Catherine! <laughs> Anyways, you know, this is really, really cool. I'm, yeah. I've been looking really forward to this uh, today for a lot of reasons. And uh, for a lot of you guys don't know, um, Catherine is very, very instrumental to even us being here today. She uh, um, was, when her kids were younger, were one of, um, one of our patients and started encouraging me to to just do some public speaking on nutrition and child you know raising and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff and uh and and I enjoyed it you know thanks to her um encouragement um I kind of got out there and and that's kind of once I was doing a lot of that I said well I got to what's the next what's next after this and TV was next and so if it wasn't for Catherine's um encouragement I t- the TV show the doctors probably would have never never happened so, which is kind of cool. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. And she was also very instrumental. I mean, personally, that's a fantastic bio. It's It brings back, it just makes me so honored that you're here. But she's a very close personal friend to the Sears family. She was very instrumental about 25 years ago in really helping the whole Sears family move into a transition into the health and wellness field. Mm -hmm. And that Mm -hmm. was such a kind of a turning point for our whole family. And now, gosh, six out of the seven, uh, probably five out of the seven siblings and mom and dad are like, that's our main thrust in life is health and nutrition. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, not only has she been an incredible friend to the Sears family, just 
as far as what we put out to the world, she has really guided us in that area. So oh, yeah. I've I've been so excited to have her on to as a guest when we started even talking about that pod the podcast that she was like at the top of the list. I was so excited to have her in here. And she's yeah. from Texas, but she'll I mean, I'm sorry. She lives in Texas now and so she's out here visiting. Yeah. And I mean I, we could go on and on. I, know, and I, I, know. I mean, I am going to go on and on. The nice thing about a podcast, there's no no time limit, right. you know. Uh, but um, Catherine was actually there um, the day we had um, our very first meeting with Dr. Phil, which, you know, I think that meeting was in 2005, and we were kind of on a weekend getaway with our families. And uh, I had to drive down to Holloway, Hollywood to take this meeting. And uh, the meeting was with Dr. Phil, and that's where we kind of pitched our uh, the idea for our TV show that eventually morphed into The Doctors, mm-hmm. which has uh, been on for a long, <laughs> long time since then. And I came back. I never remember. I can't forget. I came back. And back then, um, what was the show? Uh, I'm going to Hollywood. Uh, the American Idol. Oh, okay. Remember when they would, oh, yeah, yeah. They would get the Hollywood. little yellow ticket? That's right. The golden go ticket. To, the golden ticket. So I, I looked around for a, a yellow piece of paper. <laughs> and I walked in the house. I'm going to Hollywood! Because <laughs> nice. uh, that meeting went really well. And they said, yes, let's do some TV. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, all right. Well, yeah, welcome, so hi, Catherine. Catherine. Ah! I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> I've been sitting here holding my breath. I know, I know. I know. I know. To yeah. just celebrate Go ahead, talk. That. Now you yeah. talk. Yeah, I love it. I, I just, I remember those times so distinctly. I, Jim, I remember us, and I should say Dr. Sears, um, but I remember distinctly standing in our backyards. We were across the street neighbors, mm-hmm. and you would come over just to hang out. And I, I just remember you knowing there was something more beyond just being in the office. You loved being in the office. You loved making a difference. But I think you felt that pull of you, that you had a global voice mm-hmm. and and you loved acting and I mean how much fun are you and it just you know you can only entertain a toddler and a little yeah. kid for so long <laughs> but you can entertain yeah. the world and I remember speaking that life into you saying it's okay to take this legacy beyond the walls of the office and um, I, I will never forget that moment because I watched your face light up with possibility and that's one of the most favorite things I do as a life coach and business strategist is to help people discover their greatness. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Let's, um, we're going to talk about so much, so much great stuff today, but let's do some, some whatever housekeeping Housekeeping. or bookkeeping. (laughs) Let's plug your stuff. (laughs) Um, I got your book. I think you sent it to me a week ago or so. And it's, it's, uh, at first I thought, wow, that's a, it's going to be a long read, but it's really big printing, which was pretty cool. And thanks to Michael, my husband. (laughs) It's a great idea. But uh, you, Kind of two things I want to talk about, your your book and then your your program. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about the book first, and we'll, we'll keep coming back to the book, I'm sure. It's called Interrupted, The Joy and Mystery of a God-Directed Life. It's essentially a memoir, but it's it's in the um, the form of letters to your kids, oh, yeah. little notes to your kids, which is pretty cool, you know, yeah. and just little life lessons, some of them maybe less than flattering, and some of them, you know, all of them with a great ending, you know, a great lesson mm-hmm. and a great... Uh, um, uh, lesson for the kids, and, and it's pretty cool. I really enjoyed reading it. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I remember years ago, Catherine and I were having a conversation. She was sharing some of her story that I hadn't heard, and she said, "You know what? I know someday this is going to be a book. God's put that on my heart. It's not time yet." Yeah. So <laughs> when I got this book about I don't know a year or so ago, I was just so thrilled. It was so exciting to me. It was mm-hmm. yeah it's to fantastic. share the. You know, I, I believe we all have a book in us. And I, after losing my grandparents, I rem- and then I grew up, I remember thinking, I wish I knew why or how or what that story was about or the back issues of, you know, all of those things. And mm-hmm. I always knew that there was a book in me. I think there are several books in me, but this this was all about writing our story to our kids. And like you said, Dr. Jim, pulling pulling out of it the life lessons so that if I knew if something happened to me tomorrow, that Mm -hmm. I left them my legacy work Mm -hmm. to this moment in time in my life. Yeah. And that's kind of cool. And and some of them literally are like, just like almost like you would write little, leave a note to your kid. Hey, this is a great Bible verse for your life and Mm -hmm. and some cool stuff. It's funny as reading it, I, you know, a lot of the stories I I was kind of around for some of these things and I, and uh, so it kind of takes me back uh-huh. to when I it, it does was too. neighbors. Uh, and I know, neighbors from you know Catherine and I have a lot of mutual friends on social media, and it's such it's so fun to people see people kind of post an image of the book and how much it impacted their lives. And I know that 
you know, I got this book and when I actually sat down to read it, it was about a year ago, I would say. And I was kind of going through my own life transition and my own just kind of understanding of who I want to be, kind of a re-understanding, because I think we all go through that throughout our lives. But who do I want to be going forward? You know, I was kind of wrestling with my faith a little bit. And so many things in that book, it really kind of helped me through that process in a very simple way. And it was so heartfelt. And I think one of the things that resonated with me is that you were able to move through these these things into the end of the book, which I can't wait for you to share about how this ended. Um, but it was because you were open to all these amazing moments that God brought into your life. Because when I read them, it's like, she could have missed that. Yes. Or she could have dismissed it. Yes. But you just... When you saw something, just a little glimmer of God, you you ran to that and you embraced it. And that encouraged me to do the same thing in my life. And when I kind of opened myself up to that, I saw all these blessings around me. I saw mm-hmm. all these answered prayers and all these things. Uh, so many of them were like prayers in process, and it made me so excited to see them. Yes. So that's how it impacted my life. I love that. And when I see people post it on social media, because again, I wrote it to my kids, not mm-hmm. knowing whether or not it was going to be a published book. Because I share, you know, if you want to hear yeah. some dirt <laughs> and some stories, I mean, it's 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 not glossed over because I really believe our kids need to see us as real people. And, um, and so I thought, Okay, I don't know if the world will ever read this, but I literally wrote it. But I think we all need a mother giving us advice, Mm -hmm. right? And sometimes we can't hear it from our own moms at different Mm -hmm. phases. So I have heard people, men too, I can't believe how many men have have written in and said, I I read this book because my wife had it. She kept reading me little excerpts. And so then I began to read it. So I think there's something about that just because it was from the heart of a mom mm-hmm. for the best in your life, that that's what people receive out of it. Yeah. And cool. tell us where people can get this book. So on Amazon, mm-hmm. it's on Kindle and on um, you know regular print. And mm-hmm. you have to, here's the little key. My mom <laughs> spelled my name wrong when she had me. She forgot the E. She yeah. says I was too <laughs> drugged up. Right, This was before natural childbirth was popular. And she just sounded out Catherine, not Catherine. Catherine. There's oh, no E in the middle of my name. So when you search for it, there are a couple other books called Interrupted, but that The Joy and Mystery of a God-Directed okay. Life is the okay. subtitle. But it's, yeah. you know, K-A-T-H-R-I-N-E, Catherine Lee. I always That's thought funny. that was on purpose, yeah. to be unique. No, <laughs> mom forgot. Yeah. Mom How forgot. funny. So funny. <laughs> I, um, I, when I was trying to find you, email you a couple weeks ago about this, I couldn't find your email because I was looking in my contacts with the <laughs> yeah. E. Always, always. <laughs> so I, I had to I text your, your husband, <laughs> Michael, what's Catherine's email? <laughs> Anyways. Um, okay, so cool book. Awesome. Um, what about The Ultimate Source? Why don't you tell, about, tell yeah. us about that? Mm-hmm. Oh, so The Ultimate Source, really kind of organically like your career. Mm-hmm. Jim, I, I was speaking in, about health and wellness and all these corporations. And, you know, with thousands of employees and and the HR director or the wellness nurse would come and say, it seems like you have more to say about other life areas other than just nutrition and water. And so they began to say, well, you develop a series. So that's how it it happened as I started talking on communication and passion and purpose and life mission and gratitude and attitude. And this was before all the brain science, you know, Mm -hmm. really existed that we have now that's so exciting and a niche Mm -hmm. of mine. And so I, it, I started to see whether I was working with the top people, because I've had the privilege of working with people like you who are the top in their field and people that are, have the, the position in life where they've never had a chance. I, I've worked that whole spectrum, and I went, wow, there's some great equalizers out there, you know, that we all deal with six challenge areas, and I won't get into all six, but think, you know, let, audience, have you ever had stress? <laughs> have you ever been afraid? Yeah. Have you ever gone to a toxic distraction instead of dealing head-on with mm-hmm. things, right? We all have fear and stress and negative self-talk, right? We, we talk to ourselves in a way that we would never talk to somebody we loved, and so... I started seeing that common thread, but I also started seeing the same 12 things. So there were six challenge areas, but there were 12 what I call life areas that would overcome those challenge areas. They would literally, as my book says, interrupt that flow. So, you know, have you ever been stressed? So then you go to a toxic distraction, Mm -hmm. right? Because you don't want to think about it, but it's bad for you. And so it makes it worse. So you get more stressed. Then you're fearful. You're always going to be that way. Then you start talking negative to yourself. We layer those stressors. 
Well, what happens is these 12 life areas, as you learn about them, they get interrupted in that flow, Mm -hmm. and you quickly can turn your energy to a life area instead of compounding these challenge areas. Mm -hmm. So it's an online video course, and it's easy to for people to receive. And I'll give you guys a code so that everybody can get a nice Dr. Sears Sears family discount. Oh, sweet. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And now I did this. Let's this. remember to plug that. Or yeah. unless you, you want to do that now? Do, do you have it available have, or should we post we? it when yeah, the podcast? Yeah, I, okay, I'd cool. have to look at it. No, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah, right. we didn't we think of that ahead the podcast too. Yeah. We can yeah. add it. Or just so just I did put this. in a bunch of random codes. Maybe you'll get a <laughs> yeah, discount. Yeah, that's right. I did this course. I, whenever about, I'm, whenever I buy almost anything, <laughs> you yeah. just kind of try. Like, huh, I, I, whenever I'm buying, like, I think the other day I was buying something, I, I, you know, and I'm like, and then asked for a discount code, right? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I should have looked on the internet to yeah. see if there was a discount code. So I like pause and try to. Yeah, those, it never works thing. out. We'll give I you guys the big secret link that yeah. no Perfect. one could figure out. Oh, I like that. Yes. So I did this so. course about probably I don't know seven, eight, nine years ago, and I really loved it. I remember. Um, it really, it just had a baby. So it was, I'm a, <clears throat> I'm a little foggy sometimes on the details of, of what it was. I was going through it at a kind of odd time, but a lot of it really kind of stuck with me, I think, because it was so accessible mm-hmm. that I was mm-hmm. able to hear even, you know, with having a newborn, I was able to receive a lot of it. Um, it'd be interesting to go back and do it again, though. Yeah. With, at with, this yeah. phase of life, uh-huh. it would just be, you You really do. It's, I'm, I'm a big person on, I don't want to just inspire you. I want to equip you, right? Mm-hmm. Because our brains will take inspiration, right? Mm-hmm. A concept. And it will get so excited and and then it has nowhere to go. Because right. there's no concrete steps <laughs> yeah. and the brain wants concrete, yeah. not just concepts. So I people will say, Are you an inspirational speaker? And I'll be like, No, 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 I'm a I'm an equipping speaker. Mm-hmm. I like, like I want you to mm-hmm. leave with real concrete steps. <clears throat> Yeah, and that's good because I uh, yeah. I've got a list on my phone of these amazing amazing book titles. I'll get an inspiration. <laughs> oh, this would be a great title for a book, and then nothing, nothing, yeah. and then nothing yeah. after that because I can't think. You know, nothing yet. But, Call me, Jim. We'll <laughs> yeah. business strategize um, over that. Yeah, but, um, so cool. Which, the ultimate source. So let's um let's take a quick break for mm-hmm. not really a break, but uh, kind of get back. I know everybody uh, that's been listening so far is going. Wait a minute. What about comments? With Hayden. All right, so this is, this is the part of the show where we do comments, and I got to dig. Do you want me to read it? Well, okay, sure. Okay. We got, this is a long one. Okay, how fun. So uh, this is, I believe, from Instagram. Well, we got it. There was a couple other ones. Uh, this is from Kimmy Git. Kimmy Git. So, those who know me know I love a good podcast and blog. Now that I am blogging a little myself, I honestly spend the time I do have alone with earbuds versus watching TV. One of my favorite podcasts to listen to for parenting and health advice is the Dr. Sears Family Co- Podcast. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that podcast. Really? It's, uh, it's cool. <laughs> you guessed it. I do love me some Dr. Sears. They are a family of down-to-earth health professionals. Now... I have heard Dr. Jim speak before. He's also on the TV show, The Doctors, and got to shake his hand. Woo, nice. I did know prior to listening to that that he's a fan of Juice Plus and Juice Plus Complete. However, I wasn't expecting him to praise Complete on his weekly family podcast. Quote, if I were to create the perfect food, this would be it. There is good fiber, a nice amount of protein. I did my shake and I was charged. That's a quote from Dr. Jim. Awesome. Regardless to the shout out of our family, family's go-to smoothie, I have a lot of fun listening to this podcast, especially because we work hard as a family to live healthy. I am so intrigued by this family of doctors, parents, and health coaches. They give really practical advice and well-rounded opinions. Gosh, thank you so much, Kimmy. So that was a good That's one. That's really yeah. great. I like that. Thank you. Right, and, and thank you for remembering us health coaches and and moms. It's it's cool. You know, our, the doctors are fantastic. My dad and my three brothers who are doctors are just amazing. And I appreciate the time you put into your education. Um, and I text yeah, you and cool. call you often. To- Shoot. And then there was a couple other ones that I was trying to load up on. the. Oh, here it is. Dr. Sears Family Podcast on uh, Instagram. Um, some of these comments are like, on different posts, so I got to find the <laughs> post and then find the comment. And it's funny, I just got I just switched from AT and T to to Verizon, uh-huh. so I'd have good signal at my house and my office. Yeah, I don't have a good signal here. Oh, so. <laughs> just not winning. But it's not uh, so it's not loading. Anyway, somebody had given us a heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hoping to give you a good shout out, but oh well. Whoever that was, they gave us a heart. Oh, Thank you. That's sweet. Well, maybe well, I'll save that for next. Kimmy's week. Kimmy's comment was very kind. Thanks, Kimmy. 
And that was Comments with Hayden. All right, good. Good comment, Hayden. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, so let's do a couple Instagram questions. Um, and these are some good ones. When then we're going to get back to our list that we've been going through over the last couple of weeks. I know two weeks ago, I think we teased it, the 33 things that you need to stop doing to your kids right now. And where we leave off, number seven. Yeah. So we're going to start back up with those. And Catherine, uh, we showed her the list, and she's got some great, great. Uh, um, yeah. And as you, I mean, she's already spoken a little bit. I could sit here and listen to Catherine Lee speak for for days. So, so yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing her insight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let me find these Insta questions. I think this was on my. There we go. Hello there. This is from GFKL. So. It's funny. I see a lot of uh, Instagrammers uh, just have instead of their name, uh-huh. they just have some yeah. some initials. But hello there. I'm loving the doc- the Doctor Sears podcast. I have a question. My son is ten and a half months and not interested in solids. He will only eat two little bites of food if we are lucky. He weighs twenty six pounds. Uh, we bed share and he nurses uh, a lot. I am proud of our breastfeeding journey. Um, not worried about his development. That's good. I always want to know mm-hmm. how kids are, are developing. But should I be concerned about his iron levels? Also, is there any supplement you might recommend? Maybe vitamin D, probiotics, etc. Thank you so much. I'm a huge fan and loving the podcast. Oh, oh. and here's her, here's her name, Giovanna Frankel. Oh, so, okay. yay. So, thank you, for Giovanna. That's a really co- a cool question. I love mm-hmm. it. Um couple of things i actually wanted if this was in my office i Mm -hmm. the first thing i would do is okay where's the baby fall on the uh on the growth chart right Mm -hmm. because i've had plenty of nine ten month olds that that are literally still only nursing Mm -hmm. and not eating a bite of food and have thrived very well so this child is actually above the 95th percentile (laughs) on their growth 26 pounds at 10 and a half months for a boy is uh is big. Uh-huh. I mean, that's a big, a big baby. So obviously, is getting plenty of nutrition mm-hmm. from from mama's milk. And uh, and if we're developing well, um, and I look at the, you know all the development, making sure we're our brain is uh, developing, but also just maybe look at the the the, uh, the swallowing mechanism. Maybe you know, is the child you know. Uh, uh, choking or gagging much, and if they're not doing that, then and uh, then heck, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, it's it's certainly um, mama's milk is going to be way better than uh, goldfish crackers <laughs> yeah. and teething biscuits. And that yeah, kind of stuff. and just like anything, your kids are going to develop at different times. One of my kids didn't eat; they, they weren't interested in solids until they were closer to one. And mm-hmm. since they were nursing so well, I really didn't mind so much. I I thought of quality over quantity. What they did want to eat, I just made sure was really fantastic, good, healthy food. Um, so yeah, that, that's, it sounds like you're doing a great job. Catherine, yeah. I know that you have tons of experience in this area, feeding yeah. your own kids <laughs> and also as a health advocate. Yeah, for me, I just think exactly what Dr. Jim said is, it, do, do I have that innate concern? Mm-hmm. Is that One of the favorite things I learned from this family is, Mom knows, like, listen to your gut, not your fear, Mm -hmm. but your intuition, right? Because we can feed our fear and think of all the things the world would say and and all of that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about in your intuition. Are you concerned or are you at peace? And when a mama tunes into that, Mm -hmm. we kind of know we need to take another step or we can relax. And so I think it's just key that mama knows. She just wants to double check. That's what I felt from... Giovanna, I think her mm-hmm. name was, and mm-hmm. that's being a good mama in yeah. and of itself. Yeah, yeah. And she had mentioned supplements. Supplements yeah. and a couple of things. Um, um, any strictly ba- strictly breastfed baby, um, if if the mom is vitamin D deficient, and so many moms are mm-hmm. nowadays, um, that uh, mom should either be on a, a, a bunch of extra vitamin D or the baby should be. So mm-hmm. I always have that conversation, and I don't want to give you amounts because it it kind of needs to be individualized. So ask maybe ask your pediatrician. Um, hopefully they mentioned vitamin D uh, 10 months ago when the baby was <laughs> yes. first born. Um, also, um, iron, maybe. Uh, typically, uh, be either the 9, 12, or 15-month visit, uh, the, baby prob- the baby's iron level probably was checked. So um, if it has – I tend to do it at 15 months just to make sure the baby – to kind of get the baby's um, – unless it, the baby looks anemic. But um, – 
maybe for your baby, I might check it a little early because the baby is going to be born with a lot of iron stores from being in the womb and stuff, but then um, stops getting it from the mom mm-hmm. uh, through the placenta. And uh, and that's if a baby sometimes might start to be a little anemic at that age. So, yeah. um, But it's easy to check, a little finger prick, mm-hmm. toe prick in the office, and we can see if the yeah. baby has enough iron or not. Now... If I suspect maybe there's um, the baby isn't taking to solids because some sort of a sensory issue, maybe the baby doesn't like textures and and mm-hmm. and uh, more than just a liquid. Um, that some that can be helped uh, mm-hmm. with uh, either an occupational therapy or a speech therapist kind of kind of look at the swallowing mechanism. And every once in a while, I've seen a child kind of is sensitive to. Mm-hmm. To swallowing something that's not just liquid, and uh, and so that can be that can be yeah. looked at and helped too. And I so. I know that this is actually the perfect age ten months between ten months and a year is when I usually encourage moms um, to give their babies some of their juice plus directly. Mm-hmm. And you know, hopefully, so many of our pregnant nursing moms we already have them take juice plus because it's so fantastic for them. So I say, you know what? Just open your capsule, sprinkle a little in their their food or on your finger, and just put it right in their mouth. And um, that that really does a lot for a few different reasons. One, it's going to give them a whole bunch of well-rounded nutrients that comes directly from food, but also it, it kind of sh- it shapes their taste mm-hmm. because it tastes like fruits and vegetables. And so as they, I mean, this this is the age where they are starting to develop their tastes. And if you can start it off with this type of food, they're going to then crave this type of food even for the rest of their life. Oh, yeah. I mean, May genetically. I, yeah, I've please got to jump, jump in, in here because my daughter, just in a true story, my daughter, Hannah, of course, we're huge Juice Plus fans as well because that whole food, you know, those nutrients mm-hmm. that we can only get from food, right? So if mom is not eating it and baby's not getting it, but my daughter, Hannah, your dad called it metabolic programming. Mm-hmm. So my daughter, Corinne, didn't have it the first two years of her life, but once she got on it, she was great. My son had it from nursing on, and then Hannah had it the whole time I was pregnant, all the way through. She literally used to beg for me to open up the the veggie capsule that has kale and beets (laughs) and all this stuff, Uh right, that they normally would need. She would beg to open it up, and she would want me to pour those powders in her mouth. Mm -hmm. And it was like her favorite thing. Like, Mm -hmm. And she loves, she's a vegetarian. She's my one child child that truly just has not developed a taste for meat ever. Uh And she had this intense, you know, nutrition. So she loves beans. We get lots of great protein in her because we Mm -hmm. have access to such great doctors that teach her how to be a very healthy vegetarian. That's awesome. At 14, she's been Mm -hmm. a vegetarian since full and since she was 10, because of course her Texas daddy, right, thought she had to eat meat. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. But you talk about swallowing, right? She would not swallow Mm -hmm. them. I mean, when he would give it to her, she'd spit it out. Mm -hmm. Later, we thought she was eating it. We'd find it in her cheek. So I think she came a vegetarian from from yeah. Juice Plus, um, but she she made the conscious decision at ten and yeah. would beg for those nutrients. And what I love about that also is starting your babies at that age. When you get into the toddler phase, the t- age two and three, when you really want them and need them to eat, then you're you've already set yourself up for that for that kind of beautiful eating pattern at mm-hmm. that age when really they need to be eating food. So yeah. I have a funny story about, or a, a story I just remembered about Hannah. So I came over to your house um, and I think she was maybe like one and a half and we were going to sit down and have a little business meeting. And, you know, I had just left my babies at home and you had your baby there and I loved doing business with you partly because... You did it on purpose, right? Oh mistake, yeah, yeah. They were the with their dad. Okay, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. but I was Someone like, "Someone was with them." I think I was nursing, so I just, you know, I had about an hour to sneak away and have this business meeting with you, and I loved it because you had your baby there. It was super casual, but you you were making um, a bottle of Juice Plus Complete, chocolate complete for Hannah. And it was, I just watched you do it and it was just so natural. You handed it to her and she just sat there and enjoyed her her bottle of Complete um, while we had our meeting and she just kind of watched us. And I, I I just remember that and it was very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Is so. she still a vegetarian? She is. Yeah, okay. she is. From Des- 10 to 14. She's mm-hmm. never. Despite... Michael, your husband, <laughs> being a master, master. meat smoker. Yes. Um, it's so funny. When Best you, barbecue in Texas. Oh, my yeah. gosh. When we were neighbors here in California, 
you know, the entire neighborhood, like on a Saturday morning, would start smelling like just the most amazing smoked ribs or something. <laughs> and then he'd text me, you know, an hour later, hey, I'm smoking, you know, whatever. And, and I go, uh, yeah, the entire neighborhood smells amazing. <laughs> you didn't and need to text waiting. me. Yeah. They're saying, when, are, when is mine being delivered? And I, right. I mean, one of his claims of fame is that your dad, Dr. Bill Sears, you know, who just does not do the red meat thing, but he mm-hmm. will eat one of Michael's barbecue ribs because yes, he, he says it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> So um, it's funny, da- speaking of daughters, um, I thought of a – this happened yesterday. Um, we've t- I've talked about how one of our rules no, – not rules, but uh, ways we go through life is uh, um, in the car, we try not to be on our gadgets, right? We mm-hmm. kind of use that time as conversation time. Well, the last couple of weeks, our, um, our 13-year-old on the way to school has kind of just been uh, wearing her uh, – earbuds mm-hmm. right and uh, kind of tuning out you're know, just kind of doing her own thing and it's the car rides have been a lot quieter and i, I kind of noticed oh you've been on your uh, uh earbuds a lot isn't that kind of not what we've decided to do so yesterday on the way to school we got in the car and i said hey let's um instead of uh can you share i want to share your music you know sometimes you listen to our music can we listen to your music and mm-hmm. she's like no way. You don't, you don't want to listen to this music. And, oh, yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we actually had to go back and forth quite a few times because she did not want us listening to what she was listening to, which, of course, made us want to listen to it way more. Uh, <laughs> For sure. <laughs> she's like, okay, you got, you're not going to like it. And so uh, it was you know, it was kind of typical rap, and um, it, but it was pretty vile and pretty mm-hmm. nasty. Now you know <laughs> and, why um, she didn't want it. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I mean it was uh, – I had to – Really, kind of refrain myself from kind of doing the 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 preacher yeah. in in uh, fl- um, I was going to say flash dance. What's the movie? Footloose. Uh, Footloose. Footloose. Yeah. Footloose. Yeah. No dancing. You know. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I there was this stuff. I just kind of laughed and rolled into it. I mean, there was this thing you know talking about sticking things in places and oh. sucking on stuff and and and. Um, it and was, we were not talking about nursing. No, it was yeah. not a nursing rapper. But um, and uh, nice. you know, it's, you know, so we drop her off at school, and I kind of turned to mom, and as we were going to the gym, because we we drop her off at school, then we go to the gym, and I was like, okay, wow, um, what do we do with that? Yeah. You know, and, yeah, because you know, I'm 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 super impressed that you guys didn't freak out because yeah. that's the worst thing you could do when she finally opened up and and mm-hmm. let you guys share the music. Yeah, so. right. And it's funny, and. Uh, my wife, Jessica, had said, uh, yeah, we've kind of talked about that, you know, what she listens to. And, you know, and I was trying to kind of go get, a, you know, what her Callie, or mm-hmm. the 13 year old, she, she thinks it's funny. She kind mm-hmm. of like it's so shocking that mm-hmm. it's funny, mm-hmm. you know, and which, OK, I get it. And um, I, 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 I certainly don't think it's uh, very uplifting and, yeah. and a good message. But but yet. I remember having the same conversations uh-huh. with my parents when I was in high school because I wanted to listen to rock and roll and um, <laughs> you know songs that talked about yeah. maybe not sticking stuff in places, but it, it was you know maybe it's a generational thing. Yeah, but. I, I, I've noticed, and I remember that gym too. But I just think there there's something new, something different now, and maybe every parent says this with the new generation, but it just seems like it's more. More yucky and in their face, and mm-hmm. and the fact that they laugh at it, it's like they're maybe somewhat desensitized or yeah. curious. I I know Catherine, this is something that's a huge platform and passion for you. So I'd love to hear your concept of this. Yeah, so I I would have never a million years ago <laughs> told you that that this, these topics would be in my life, right? I'm a mm-hmm. business strategist and and these things, but you heard in my bio that social justice advocate piece came because I was actually on an airplane. With a, with a gentleman that we talked for about an hour. I was getting ready to set him up with one of my friends. I love, you know, <laughs> setting people up. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh my God, this guy is charismatic and he's amazing and he's funny and he's well traveled. And he told me later that he had talked to me for that hour because when he got on the plane, I had a faith based book on my lap. And mm-hmm. he said, I set you up for one question. And I bet after that hour, and he, I said, what do you do? And he said, I own the second largest pornography company in the world. Well, he told me later he thought it would be funny to watch the Bible lady, right, the faith-based lady (laughs) squirm or um, Mm -hmm. judge him the rest of the flight. I was Mm going to be – my reaction was going to be his entertainment. So so with that being said, this jumped me into this whole 
issue of pornography, and then that led me to this issue of trafficking. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I want to commend Callie, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that she didn't change the song. Right. She could have yeah. hidden mm-hmm. that. Kids yeah, are sure. quick. She could have hidden it <laughs> yep, from right, you. She didn't yeah, want yeah. to show you, but then she didn't deceive you, which right, she should yeah. get a ton of credit for, mm-hmm. that she let you into her world. So, and, and Jessica and you both get big kudos to not react, right? Because that mm-hmm. reaction, there's in communication, there's this spectrum of convincing, right? They call it the tell, sell, yell. Mm -hmm. And all that does is create a resistor brain. Right. Then the other side of that spectrum is called co-creating. And that only comes with questions and curiosity, right? So Mm -hmm. you guys got curious. You said, hmm, that's interesting, Mm -hmm. right? And then you went back to your frame of reference. So all of that is really healthy, right? The way that was handled. But what do we do from here? Because one of the (laughs) things that that man said to me on the plane when I didn't react, instead I got curious because yeah, this you, is what I he do. Said, he said what he did, and then I think your response was, oh, tell me about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> word for word. That's exactly what – you've read the book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Read, and you're my friend. This. You know my yeah. story. I love that. And that's exactly what I did. I said, well, tell me about that, right? That's mm-hmm. that's co-creating a conversation that that creates no resistance. The brain starts mirroring, and, and it wants to engage in that kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. So – when I didn't judge, he started justifying what he did, mm-hmm. right? He he tried to say, well, we don't let the girls do drugs or drink on set. And I said, well, that's interesting. Why do you, why does that, why is that important to you? Mm-hmm. Well, because, you know, and he just was all flustered all of a sudden. But one of the things that he said to me that I will never forget is I said, tell me, how do you get the girls? And he said, oh, that's easy. We just send out scouts to high schools and malls. Now that he would say online as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we tell them, look for girls with daddy issues, uh, right? So you having yeah. this concern, mm-hmm. Dr. Jim, for your daughter makes you a hero in my eyes because yeah. it's like, wait a minute, I don't want my daughter to think that that's what sex is, yeah, right? right? Like that isn't – but see, this generation, the average boy is exposed to pornography at eight, girls around 10 because it's so accessible. Mm-hmm. And it's highly, highly, highly addictive, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, right? And that's what's creating the demand for, for trafficking, right? This, this accessible drug that we all have access to that's highly addictive now is creating – I'm desensitized. Unfortunately, we have young boys that can't even be aroused by a quote-unquote normal girl because they're so desensitized they need this mm-hmm. stuff. And so that's creating the demand to buy people. And unfortunately, that gets more and more young. So – with all that being said, to be a hero on behalf of your daughter to say, look, I get it. Man, I listened to it. My parents freaked out. And so, you know, anybody remember my anaconda? Yeah. You know, like there's a song. <laughs> yeah. I used to listen to that and sing it, right. not honestly even realizing what it said, what mm-hmm. it meant, mm-hmm. right? Like like that. that's one of those things that w- they think that the music is not affecting their brain. But it is actually just like we shape taste, mm-hmm. yeah, right, right, by metabolic programming, we're metabolically or sexually programming our children for what later intimacy is. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's dangerous. I mean, physically dangerous, mm-hmm. right? And so I don't want our young girls growing up thinking that that's what sex looks like, sounds like, feels like, right? Because sex mm-hmm. is a concept. Mm-hmm. But what they're getting is concrete. We talked earlier about concept versus concrete. They're getting concrete information that this is what sex looks like, sounds like, feels like. And they're going to think that with their first encounter. Mm -hmm. And I don't want a bunch of sexually impotent young men walking around because they cannot be aroused by a normal, Mm quote-unquote, relationship. So it's a really Mm -hmm. important topic. And one of the things I'll go back to, because this all boils down to kind of identity too, because the other thing this man said that rocked my world was that they, the scouts have a compliment test mm. that they do. So when they send out those scouts to high schools and malls, they also, by the way, now do this online. Mm-hmm. The first thing they do is compliment test the girl. And what that means is they say to the young guy who's the scout, compliment her, and this is the, these are the, the indicator, if they're going to try to literally steal her for trafficking or, or lure her into modeling, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. that turns into pornography, right? So... If the girl, this is what their scouts are told, if she stands up straight and says thank you and she keeps walking, she's no longer a target. Mm -hmm. But if she looks down and pushes the compliment away, keep going after her. Mm. You guys, this has to do with identity. It has to do with a woman and the the way a young girl values herself. And 
this is, you know, dangerous. We used to think that, right, cocaine and and opiates and drugs like meth would never come into middle-class America. Mm-hmm. And it's tragic that they're in non-middle-class America, but but we felt safe in a bubble, anybody that was yeah. was upper, you know, lower, upper, middle. Mm-hmm. We just didn't feel like it was ever going to touch us. And we know now what has happened with drugs. Mm-hmm. Well, now trafficking is the number two criminal industry in our country, in America, not third world, in America, and the fastest growing. Can you say that again? Yeah. So so <laughs> yeah. this is really key. Trafficking of human beings is the number two criminal industry in our country and the fastest growing. So I work with Homeland Security, FBI, you know, the different governors of, of heads of state that are, are <clears throat> I mean, literally individual states, not heads of state nationally mm-hmm. or internationally. But they're all saying, oh, it's going to surpass drug trafficking. Mm. Like with no question whatsoever because unfortunately, word for word, this is what the traffickers and the pimps say is you can sell a drug once, you can sell a girl over and over again. Oh, oh wow, yeah. Yeah, not good. Mm-hmm. So I go back, I go all the way back to the song, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know I sound like I went on a tangent, but I really <laughs> didn't because I'll loop it back to molding those minds mm-hmm. and a girl knowing her identity. And if she's objectified, right? That because if you notice, Jim, everything that you said was something being done to her or she's doing mm-hmm. on behalf of the guy, Yeah, right, in the song that you listen to. So that just says that she's only this portal to have him have pleasure. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not what we want for our young women. That's not why sex was designed to begin with. And we've got to turn the tide because even if you ne- your family never gets touched by trafficking, which likely it wouldn't, but we all want to be really careful because it is – so accessible online mm-hmm. to get to our kids. And it usually begins mm-hmm. with the compliment test and then eventually sexting, you know, just send me a picture in your bra, you mm-hmm. know, et cetera. And that's how they escalate. And then they threaten that they're going to expose that picture to their family and friends. So most of us, that may not happen to. But all of our young men and women, want we want them to have a healthy sex life. That's mm-hmm. how we enjoy pleasure and it's how we procreate. Mm-hmm. And if boys can't and young men can't perform and girls think that they're just an object, we're going to take away one of the greatest gifts we were ever given. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And that's so interesting because a few months ago, my 15-year-old, luckily she opened up and showed me an um, uh, Instagram message that somebody private messaged her who she wasn't friends with. And she said, Mom, you know, this is somebody he, he's interested in. He saw my pictures and he thinks I'd make a good model. Oh, yeah. And, you know, of course, instantly red flags. But of course, she is very beautiful. She's tall. <laughs> she's been approached before by and a real a, modeling she's a performer. agency. She's a performer. So she has a lot of performing stuff on Instagram. And, you know, she it, it really, it made her feel so good that somebody reached out to her, complimented her, referred back to something specific he saw on her profile. And I mean, first of all, like that cold dread sweat, you know, yes. but same thing. I got curious because I remember that's one thing I remember from your course is getting curious. And so I asked her questions and um, I helped her realize what he was doing. And so I really wanted to preach and protect, but I, by asking questions, she guided herself to realize what that yes. was. So, Well, and can I say, I, I just think about the two questions, right? Men and women each ask a very different question. I've worked with some of the top men in their fields too. I've worked with thousands, probably millions of men, right? If you count mm-hmm. different audiences over time, but lots of really core conversations. So I know the question, I think there's a question all men ask, and I think there's a question all girls ask women. Mm-hmm. So the question that all girls ask is, do you see me? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, look at a little girl. She twirls around. Mm-hmm. She gets, I remember being a little girl. My dad was pretty emotionally shut off. I literally would climb up in his lap. I would grab his cheeks. I would look him in the eye, make him look at me and say, Do you love me? Mm-hmm. Like, I was asking, mm-hmm. Do you see me? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because there was a cloud over his eyes because of his own pain. Right? And guys, I believe their core question, you get, the men here in the studio can correct me, but is, Do I have what it takes? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, right, and in yeah. this very issue, that's why she felt so good when she got the compliment. Mm-hmm. Right, that's the compliment test. Just another way, 
she felt good because the thing, the question in her soul got answered, do you see me? Mm-hmm. And he saw her. Yeah. And that's what they're exploiting. And unfortunately for young men, this sex thing, the way they're doing in the songs, and they think that's the, oh, I've got what it takes, right? And it turns them into objectifying women and conquering women, not in a healthy way, mm-hmm. right? And so, and then they can't perform later. When they mm-hmm. when they go to actually be with a real girl, because their mind is so stimulated, their body's so overstimulated, they can't perform, and so they shut down. I've had conversations with guys from 16 to 80, and and they all say, "I never felt good when it was all done." Right? If I'm if I'm with a screen, mm-hmm. and it makes me pull back, and we know that in brain science now, it actually cuts the cord to intimacy in mm-hmm. your brain to be able to connect with human beings. Yeah. The tra- when it's funny when you mention when you say trafficking, the vision that flashes in my head is uh, the Liam Neeson movie Taken. You know? Right, mm-hmm. yes. that's probably the extreme version. What else does trafficking look like? Yeah, great question. I get asked that all the time. So for those of you that don't know this part of my story, we have a home for young women that have been, um, I don't like to use the word rescue because they're actually the most courageous people I know to leave Mm -hmm. the issue because it takes a ton of courage because either their lives, their family's lives, or one of the other girls in the home's life is usually threatened Mm. if they leave. So they're not chained up 99% of the time. But they're chained in their mind and they're chained by threat, right? So so the reason why I get asked this question is because people are curious. And, and I can tell you, we have a 12-year-old, a girl that was sold by her own mom at 12 to mm. a trucker. We have a young girl who is most people that are probably listening to your podcast. This would be the story for their life. Mm-hmm. Great family, faith-based family, protective, maybe too protective. That's mm-hmm. where we don't want to be prude. I hate to say that, but your kids are seeing it or hearing it somewhere. I don't care how protective you are. And and shutting them down isn't going to to, to not see it. They'll, yeah. You know, remember, guys, you don't have to nod either one of you here in the studio. <laughs> but, you know, back in our day, I sound so old when I say that, but... Some guy had to get his his dad's magazine that was probably oh, yeah. hidden somewhere. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just sitting out, but he would sneak it, and then all the guys would find a place, and all they'd see is some boobs, right? Excuse right. me. I know this. Yeah, we might okay. have to put an effort in. I had to go to my <laughs> friend's house because I don't think my dad had those, or at least he, if he did, I never found them. Right. But, yeah, so for me, it was literally at a friend's house, so it was so um, – even out of mom and dad's would, control, even it, more so. But the point is, it was it was so not far readily yeah. accessible. Uh, yeah. It yeah. wasn't right there in my own room, on my own screen, my own device, you know. And but, most guys say that. Like, it was that guy, one guy's dad yeah, right. who also <laughs> let us drink at his house. Yeah, you know, right. like, it was uh-huh. it was like that, right? It was that one family kind of a thing. And so when we look at the fact that that it's so easily accessible – and you've got this whole situation where, you know, this this one girl, you know, in our group, and again, this is if going back to this is how it would happen. She just had they have a little recruiting style that they call the boyfriend hmm. method, mm-hmm. and the pimps and the and the recruiters are paid to go act like a boyfriend to this young girl, and meets the family, takes her out. They're very patient because that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a literal investment for them. And then one day, he said, let's go on this trip. And then he trafficked her instead. And then he's threatening the family because he's been to the house, mm-hmm. right? Those kinds of things. So it's shocking, right? And I really want to say, little disclaimer here, don't be scared we are not going to focus on fear. We're going to focus mm-hmm. on hope and strategies, yeah, right. right? Because we I, don't want our kids running serpentine to school and yeah. thinking they're they got targets on <laughs> right. Their, their back. Right, exactly. You know? Like that's where that remaining calm, knowing who your kids are talking to online, making sure that they understand. Mm-hmm. You know that they just like you did with that curiosity. Hey, have you heard? Ask them. Mm-hmm. Say, have you heard of the issue of trafficking? What do you know about it? I bet you they know more than you do. Mm-hmm. That's what that's the amazing thing mm-hmm. is and more and more schools are are beginning to educate online safety, you know, and how to pay attention to all of this. But, you know, so we have these situations. We have another girl that was just trafficked since she was young. We have another one who ran away just for the night. I, and they the statistics around how quickly a trafficker will approach a runaway mm-hmm. is staggering. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when your kids threaten to run away, it's no longer like, you know, you're, you're just going to go down the street yeah, and, right. you know, did you, I did that. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I, I, I got out of here, <laughs> right? But, 
But literally, if they go sit in a coffee shop or a restaurant or they're waiting for a friend with their phone, some young, usually handsome guy and that kid that especially a girl this happens to boys too but especially that girl is going oh he sees me my parents are so Mm -hmm. dumb you know and so just a few online safety tips one is i know this is hard but you know putting where you're going to school all that stuff they can track people down so Mm -hmm. easily now Mm -hmm. so just being aware of that at least and and that compliment test i've had probably a dozen individual people track me down to get in touch with me to say that happened to my daughter in a mall. Mm -hmm. And because she heard you speak or because she heard this podcast, she knew to just square her shoulders and keep walking. Mm -hmm. Right. So you want to stay safe, letting your kids know, hey, this happened. So I'm not going to freak out. Just let me know. Because online, I remember being with Homeland Security and the FBI once and he goes here I'll show you he had a fake profile he was a young girl about 12 years old oh, wow. and he can't put anything lewd because then they the they they'll say that it's entrapment mm-hmm. gotcha, right, right? Mm-hmm. so it has to be just a benign 12 year old doing what a 12 year old would normally do without any invitation to anything and he had about four guys that were known traffickers posing as 12 year olds other 12 year olds with photos and everything that were talking to quote unquote her, mm-hmm. which was actually a fake profile, but they knew who these people were. And he said, you know, this is how prevalent it is. Wow. So just being aware of that is key because those small things make all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, then it, then you're safe. I mean, mm-hmm. b- period. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a done deal. And so that's really key. And being really open to our kids and not being afraid to talk about pornography, not being afraid to talk about these things because they're hearing it somewhere. Yeah, right. I think that's that's important. You know, they're they're going to hear it yeah. and being open. And I'm going to bring kind of bring the conversation back to the song <laughs> in the car. <laughs> We're coming full circle. You know, like you said, we just kind of opened up. And and I actually, uh, it's funny when when something's pretty shocking to me, I, I'll often go to humor as a mm-hmm. way to deal with it. So for for this song, I actually started to sing along. You know that you know that is it? Who's is it? Neil Diamond song, the Sweet Carol. Yeah, So good, so good, so good. That kind of single. I actually started doing that with this song, right? You know, like I finished his lines. He he. One of his lines was something he, you know, maybe this guy had done with a few different girls, right? And then I, mm-hmm. I threw in, now I got HIV and stuff, and, you know, <laughs> and, you know, and stuff like that. And uh, so. So see, but yeah. that was your, that was your hero's heart going, I'm going to have my daughter see, like, if she's uncomfortable, her dad, mm-hmm. right, her stepdad singing this, like, maybe, hello, mm-hmm. maybe there's a reason <laughs> or what the consequence yeah. might be, but with humor, mm-hmm. brilliant. And here's what's interesting about that guy on the plane. When he told me, you know, that, that they send scouts to high schools and malls and look for girls like daddy mm-hmm. issues, and I actually challenged him. I said, hey, can I challenge you on something? Asked his permission. Mm-hmm. He said, sure. And I said, I'm just curious if ever in the middle of the night, because I believe all men are meant to be the protectors of women, and I hear you justified what you do, but I'm just curious if ever in the middle of the night, your hero's heart ever wakes up on their behalf. And he he couldn't say anything. He mm-hmm. turned and he looked out the window. But when he turned back around, he was so much more human. He wasn't charismatic. He was just a real guy, real dad. And he started talking about his wife and his divorce and his daughter. Hmm. And I said, oh, no. And he said, what? And I said, so your daughter has daddy issues. <laughs> and Silence, he literally huh? shook. Like he was dead silent. And he sh- he had never considered that his own daughter could be a target. Wow. Right? And so when I think about those moments, Jim, of you making that humor and being concerned enough to talk about it today— like what it what a young girl she may quote unquote hate it at the moment, but I think Hayden would agree and all the women mm-hmm. we want our dads to advocate for us. We want the uncles and the friends and the we want somebody to say, You are so much more worth that mm-hmm. than that. You you have so much worth. That guy didn't get that from you, girl. Like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever your style is as a parent, you don't have to be a different person. Like humor's gonna be your thing. But to be able to tell her her worth. And that no guy is going to get past me, right? That kind of an attitude mm-hmm. shifts everything. Because then all of a sudden, literally, the girl goes, huh, maybe I do deserve more. You plant a seed of worth that can only grow when a hero's heart speaks it to a girl. And women, for us, what was the last time when you got complimented? Mm-hmm. What did you do? Did you push it away and look down? 
Or did you square your shoulders and say, thank you? Mm -hmm. Because your daughters are watching and the perpetrators are waiting to see if a girl is confident. And a confident girl models a confident mom. Mm -hmm. And it does not matter what your beauty is. I always, we're in studio, but I'm a curvy girl, right? It's, I'm not the typical what, what, you know, what attractive necessarily could be. I mean, I think I'm beautiful, no question. Mm -hmm. But I have so much confidence that I just, I mean, I know who I am Mm -hmm. and I want my daughters to know who they are. And when they do, they don't settle for being treated like an object or to not have a reciprocal, you know, longing in their life being met, which is you see me and I'm the only one who Mm -hmm. you care about. Yeah. You know, it's that I I love everything you just said and would totally amen it. Um, It reminded me of a I was maybe 13, and my dad had picked me up from a friend's house, and he knew that there were some boys there that we were all friends with, and he knew I liked one of them. And he asked me about it. He's like, so how was your time there? And he's like, you know, did you interact? You know, how was your interactions? And I, I told him that that boy held my hand. And so he he got curious, right? I'm sure his daddy oh, yeah. <laughs> inside of him was like, oh, my gosh, I'm his first girl. He has three older boys. And so then he said, you know, I, I'm curious, like, would you have let him kiss you? And of course, I'm mortified because my dad, I talked to my mom a lot about this. Um, and he's like, you know, I'm, I'm curious where, where that would stop. So basically, he was asking me if I had boundaries. He mm-hmm. may have even used that word. Um, and, you know, he kind of stopped. He didn't push it because he saw I was super uncomfortable. But he just asked me questions. And it got me thinking. And I, I love that. I, I'm so glad I just remembered that. I want to talk to him about it because I think had he kept going and going, I would have shut down because right. I was so embarrassed. Right. But he just opened that door to, for me to ask my own questions. Yeah. And I loved that. And he planted that seed of work. Mm-hmm. Like, hmm, maybe there is a line. Is it okay to draw that line? Like, mm-hmm. And then you can carry on yeah. that. And this is where that power of community comes in. Like, I tell my daughters all the time, if you don't talk to me, talk to your aunts. Yes. Talk to my, you know, my quote unquote best friend that's like their second mom. Mm-hmm. Like, talk to your older cousins. Like, because they'll speak. It's funny. A woman won't necessarily even be okay with her own worth. But man, she'll stand up for the worth of another woman mm-hmm. often. And if you're not, if your kids aren't hanging around with that kind of a friend, then you want that. And by the way, I have to say, if you have sons, video games, the chat rooms and video games, that's all I need to say. Oh. Watch who that's mm-hmm. where they go to to target young men. And that's crazy because my nine-year-old son, he was playing a game, you know, just like a what I was a kid's game, and he started talking about this this friend that he met on the game. And I'm like, wait, you mean like a character in the game? He's like, well, but then he started like talking to me. I'm like, yeah, oh, I'm about freaked out. <laughs> yeah, but it happens, and I didn't even know he he didn't even mean to change a setting. But mm-hmm. it's you're right. That's that's legit, and you might not even know they're yeah. talking to real people oh, yeah. and not a computer. That's right. So just like we watch what we our kids put in their mouth, there's things that build up and and tear down nutritionally. Well, there's things that you know community wise build up and tear down. Mm-hmm. And so we just want to watch so that we keep those healthy boundaries up in their lives to keep them safe. And the bells and whistles will go off if you've planted a seed to say, hey, if somebody's talking to you, do you know people can fake that? Mm-hmm. You know, have you ever thought about some some of those opening words are, have you considered, have you thought about, you tell me more about that, what do you know about this? Because again, they'll tell you a lot more mm-hmm. than, yeah. than you may be surprised that they know. Yeah, that's, it's funny the the friends that you 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 the the chats and whatnot. That's something we do, and in, in terms of our daughters um, or all our kids, social media is we insist we go through their friends list, mm-hmm. and they're not supposed to be friends with people they don't know. Now, of course, sometimes they follow uh, celebrities, you know, or YouTubers or whatever. So, sure. but we go through it. Now, who's this? Who's this? Who's this? And they they explain who that is, and every once in a while, who's this? I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. So Un, unfriend, mm-hmm. unfollow, you know, and um, so. And you have to check back because my, oh, I yeah. mean, I'll throw under the bus a little. She uh, changed her profile to public. Right. And just, she just, I just want to do this. Because okay, honestly, right. it's, the, it's the day and age. Mm-hmm. So we right. can't even be prude in way of social media. Like that's, it's the way we socialize. You know, I, I again, I'm aging myself, but we went to the roller skating rink, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's where we saw our friends. And so they go online. And so I'm never going to take that away from mm-hmm. a kid because it is their community. It's mm-hmm. not the healthiest community. We all know face to face. There's study after study. The screen time thing you talked about in the segment, the CNN and screen time with mm-hmm. Brandy, yeah. you know, 
that's their world in a lot of ways. And we want to create healthy community so they don't crave that as much. Mm -hmm. But it is their way of communication. So there's safe ways to do it and giving them dignity and their own answers like like your dad did for you, just planting a seed and then considering it. We'll we'll keep safe, but we just want to really be aware. Cool, cool. Well, I'm kind of I'm I'm super bumming because I know you have this hard out, and we're kind of at the end of our time. So, can you come back and maybe do another <laughs> podcast love soon? It. Excellent. Yeah, so, um, can we should we do a quick mommy moment before we say, good, yes. say goodbye? All yes, right. And yes. now it's time for mommy moments. No, is that what? It, no, mom to mom. Mom to mom. Yeah, I always get that wrong. So this week, um, as I was talking with Catherine, so mom to mom moments, Catherine, is something I get to share from my heart. That's that's just I just want to share with other moms and dads out there. Um, and Catherine, earlier you had talked about that voice inside you, um, just just that you might not even recognize what it is, but just you know. And I would love just to encourage all parents out there to tune into that voice over the next few days and really notice it, be curious about it, um, and ask yourself, is this fear or is this my intuition? And notice how, how your decisions change, how your communication with those around you change. And that's my mom to mom moment. Very good. Well, thank you, Catherine, so much for being our guest today. This has been great. So this fun. Is really, really so cool. Fun. It's an I can, honor. As, as again, we didn't get to our thirty-three things. That, <laughs> <laughs> maybe then, when that, I come uh, back, we'll attack those. Yeah, one yeah, yeah. Maybe time. we can do that again. <laughs> yeah, but let's do um, so, Catherine, how can people find you? Okay, so for for the personal development, the life coaching, any of that about communication and goal setting, those things, the ultimate TV. Just ultimatesource.tv, um, and I will send a link so that your viewers can get a great deal on our whole course for Pure Hope Foundation. It's purehopefoundation.com, P-U-R-E, purehopefoundation.com, and definitely follow us on our Facebook page for two reasons. One is we put out a lot of great information to keep your family safe, to, to know the reality, but we keep it positive. But we also put out these amazing stories of hope and inspiration of these young women that are transforming their lives. And we've had so many people say that they look forward to seeing those posts because it just makes them know they can overcome anything if these young women can do that. So Pure Hope Foundation on Facebook and um, UltimateSource.tv and the book is on Amazon, Interrupted. Cool. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, Dr. Sears Family Podcast. Give us a listen and a rating. And uh, we will see you guys next time. For Doc- for Hayden Sears, Matthew Sears, Catherine Lee, I'm your host, Dr. Jim Sears. Thank you so much. <laughs>